0: disenfranchised from everything well i fall up and i fall down an american loser the day i was born
2: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of american loser it is the podcast that puts the spotlight firmly on second place where else could we be recording this very fine episode in a very
1: fine studio Where else could we be, Dad? No other other place other than the shared universe here in Eatontown, New Jersey.
2: Mike and Ming taking great care of us. Kahuna behind the ones and twos. How are you, pal? I'm good, man. Always good to have you. I hear you. Um, Now, the order that we record in is not usually the order that the episodes come out in. So uh, we're going to make an adjustment to the Jim Thorpe episode that's going to be coming out uh, the week of the Super Bowl. But uh, you have never seen like and uh, uh, and we're, anyway, uh, died, I, we're <laughs> out of here anyway. And he died. But can night. We got bum rushed the last time, man. But nobody's coming in after us here. I'm real sorry to Mike and Ming for uh, you know holding up another customer like that. Um, but uh, I'm excited today, Dad, because guess who we have in studio?
1: Oh, in studio, none none other than podcast legend, <laughs> <drum roll. laughs> the Prince of West Orange. That's right.
2: None other than shining wizards, Kevin <laughs> Joseph Garib, <laughs> 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 Jesus. the one, the
3: only. <laughs> wow. Wow, Man, it's awesome to be here, man. KP, Larry, thank you so much. Kahuna!
2: See? Hey! Thanks, man. Kev is one of my, uh, one of the most important friends I ever made in my life. One of the first guys that really kind of, uh, I actually met him through a podcast. This is a true story. The entire, he is saddled with me forever because of a podcast. That's that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the name of your podcast for those who are curious?
3: Uh, we are the Shining Wizards uh, Wrestling Podcast. Now, it is a Ku
2: Klux Klan-themed show, correct? That, that's right. You know, I had some questions. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Pay no attention
1: to
0: the We're book. Shining
2: Wizards. They're grand wizards. Because I'm not going to lie,
0: when he said it earlier, I was like- is, is that a Ku Klux Klan No. And then you're like, oh, that's the name of your podcast.
3: And a, sh- a Shining Wizard is a, is a wrestling move. A badass oh, wrestling move. Too. Yeah. It is a, a running knee to the head while a wrestler is on the, on the ring, just kind of like sitting up or kneeling. You run and you knee him in the head. Uh, so that is the Shining Wizard.
2: Sounds like fun. It is. <laughs> it's, it's a It's a good podcast, too, man. I really like the whole crew over there. Uh, they've been kind enough to have me on as a guest a couple of times. And uh, dude, they're killing it with numbers right now. So this is actually a get for us, coons all right we're borrowing from their listenership right now i'm pretty happy well we are uh, you know we are shared on the on the same platform shining wizards network that's where uh well you can find this show and a bunch of other quality shows on that one man but uh i'm stoked you're here buddy uh and also kev real quick what are you what are you drinking today i am drinking a ross brewing fine ipa indeed the Navasink IPA. The guys. IPA, baby. Kev, I never get to say this before. The official beer of American Loser.
1: <laughs> All right. There wow. it is. Wow. Ross
2: Brewing's Navasink IPA. <laughs> That's big, buddy. It is. I'm so proud of you. It's available in New York right now. They're working on a couple other uh, states. And really, but take a look for them. Follow them on social media if you can. Ross Brewing is doing some cool stuff. It's very good. I'm on my uh, second solo cup's <laughs> <worth>. <laughs> Yeah. When you guys hear a door creaking and slamming yeah. shut, that means that Kev went up to go get himself another solo cup. So. That's right. <laughs> of, the, Ross, of
0: Ross Brewing. <laughs> and if you feel like planning a podcast, we actually have a very limited time only. We have a
2: kegerator of Ross Brewing beer. So, well, if th- you want it. I think they're going to keep that keg. That's going to be a regular thing. Is it believe, really now? I'm hoping. Because, okay, uh, cool. If not... Because uh, you
0: work here now. Well, so <laughs> I no. <laughs> technically
2: am hired by Raw's Brewing in order to do this. But uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's cool, too, because the beer is good. Uh, LP, it really you're, is. You're not even an IPA guy, and you're, ke- no, you're kind it's of digging right.
1: this. It's, it's absolutely all right. And then, again, I'm not a, an IPA uh, Aficionado. First, first call, but uh, um, this is all right. Get it past know, me.
2: I've come to the conclusion, though, that... Beer is not the problem. Uh there was that quote from I think it was uh uh Homer Simpson beer the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Mm. Yeah, that's about right. It's go. a quote from Poof. Benjamin Franklin. Not necessarily in that order. That's a,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Also true, Kevin. Um there's another quote too that I think you would like on this one uh Shining Wizards Kevin. All right. That, uh Ben uh, I believe it was Benjamin Franklin ben said Franklin. that. Uh, yeah, yep. uh, Proof Beer, Beer is, is proof, proof that, that God, God loves, loves us. us. Yeah. I'll love it's it. Pretty good quote, man. Yeah. It's a <laughs> yeah. but Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to argue without. Now, what you want to stay away from is what they... Uh, uh, obviously, whiskey has been regulated nowadays, right? Which gets us into our topic today a little bit. Um, but back in the day, old school whiskey and old school hard liquors and stuff like that was known as... Uh, do you know the nickname for it, Dad? White Lightning, Moonshine. White Lightning, <laughs> the, 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 specifically... Old Cowboy Whiskey was known as uh, the Rot Gut. Rot Gut Whiskey. <laughs> yeah. The Rot Gut. And uh, this, uh, this loser today has a little bit of experience with that. Is that fair with to say?
1: With the Cowboys, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> the Old West. Well, uh, they always say don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. And today we have a good story and no way to really prove whether or not any of it's true. Okay? We're, we're getting a little bit of a bullshit artist here. Uh, Kev, are you familiar with the literary term uh, unreliable narrator? I'm not too bright, KP. You're very <laughs> so, smart. <laughs> so no, I'm not the the most highly educated person in the room, and he's going to put himself down like no. that.
0: Ah, so. I, I'm not familiar. Hey, with the I completed elementary school. Damn
2: it! <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right, right, Kahuna. You sure did. <laughs>
1: I got that eighth grade diploma. <laughs> yeah.
2: <a little> <laughs> well, not for that. An unreliable, na- an unreliable narrator, for those that don't know, is a literary device that gets used a lot in uh, TV and films and stuff like that, too. And it's where the person telling the story is not really entirely accurate. Or maybe they're, you know, maybe they're fabricating a couple of details yeah, right, here and right, there. Right. So uh, now this is it's an interesting move here because you'd think it would be a bad thing that we can't prove whether or not this person's life is true or not. But it's kind of exactly how today's loser intended it. Her story is half factual, half legendary, but 100% loser. Ladies and gentlemen, Martha Jane Canary, or Canary, Canary. depending on how you want to pronounce it, also known as, more famously, Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. So, mm. off the top of your head, Cahoons, have, have you heard of Calamity Jane before? The,
0: the name, yeah. that's That rings a bell, actually. Oh, totally. And, and not
2: just bullshit. Like, it's actually. like I've, That does sound familiar but I don't know from where. Well, she's interesting because, uh, as we're going to cover, she's a real-life person, absolutely true, but her exploits get lied about all the time, kind of uh, sometimes by her doing the lying, and other times people just telling stories. And uh, she's actually been portrayed in uh, books, um, the Dime Store novels, like we were going to talk about in a little bit, Dad, and all sorts of other stuff here. But um, the movies and TV portrayals of her built into this legend, so her own legend isn't even correct. We're going to get into that towards the very end here, but... (laughs) Worth noting, uh, when people become famous out of nowhere, like when Kevin's podcast popped for the first time, people started Googling him. They said, What do we know about this guy? And like, Well, you went to Towson. That's right. Um, let's see what else. He's, uh, he's got a giant peen. <laughs> Legendary. Massive, <laughs> massive. Now, why do you know that? Uh, ma- uh, well, I, I used to have tonsils before ben, I knew. Fra-
3: ben Franklin wrote a poem about it or something. <laughs> 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 it was one of Ben Franklin's many famous just... inspiring quotes. <laughs> <laughs> My pee is either the problem or the
2: solution. <laughs> yeah, uh, we use Kev's pain to discover lightning. <laughs> we wrap a key around it.
1: You still hear right?
2: Just stick him out. Of water. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <God. laughs> All right, that might be the hardest we've ever gotten and the no. to laugh on the show. <laughs> and now yeah. I have superpowers. That's it. A... <laughs>
1: Well, that's um, when the answer the lightning struck. That's exactly
2: right. Kevin Grego, first human to ever get syphilis talk- from electricity. <laughs> we talked about white lightning before. You're, look, you're looking at him. I am
1: white lightning. I am white lightning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kev, I knew you were going to be money. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: but it's always uh, working. When the people become famous, uh, the first thing that the journalists start to try to do is they try to dig up, well, what do we, what do we know about this person? But everything we know about Calamity Jane comes from her. And again, we, as we covered, she's an unreliable narrator. A lot of this stuff is larger than life because she wanted to, you know, try to sell her image a little bit or people trying to profit off of her. You know, literally like what we just did there. Just I'm not even kidding here. Us just riffing about Kevin's you know, fantastic penis is um, it's actually weird because uh, we started embellishing details there. And all right. a, but all someone has to do is here. And like, if they were in the hallway, like, this Kevin Garifo guy, he must have must have a piece and a half on him, huh? And then that rumor gets carried around, and all of a sudden, that's your new reputation. Please spread it.
3: <laughs> Far and wide. Far and wide in the shared universe. We're sharing too much in this universe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where she gets really fun, man, because uh, she's Uh-oh. her own unreliable narrator. She wrote her own... Uh, well, didn't really write, because we're going to cover no, this later. Like yeah, she was illiterate. Right. But... She probably spoke at length to a ghostwriter. You know, she had a kahuna handling uh, the sound and everything for her. Um, But uh, she would write this autobiography that was a quote written by her, but it was made into a pamphlet that Jane intended to uh, sell and uh, tour at these dime museums across the country.
1: Uh, Dad, real quick, what is a dime museum? Well, dime museums were something that uh, gained great popularity in the... uh Towards the end of the 19th century, so we're talking like you know 1850s on up into the early 1900s, um, and it was considered lowbrow entertainment. In other words, it was it was for the the unwashed masses. Kind of if like you will. professional wrestling. Right. I was, was going to say like the
3: the tabloids of. Uh, of, of today, maybe or are oh, there's, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. There's yeah, some, absolutely. Like Us Weekly, or absolutely.
1: Yep. Yeah, that uh, it's the newspapers that you see at the checkout line in the in yeah. the supermarket, kind of a thing. That, um, but these were uh, these were actually museums that uh, would set themselves up um, for distinctly different. Uh, they were distinctly different from the, you know, what we might think of as museums today, which was you know the the highly educated, and you're going in to, to appreciate fine art or some historical things. These these were more um, uh, in the bigger cities, the urban cities, a lot of immigrants settled. um, They were basically cheap entertainment and uh, they started to really gain great popularity. But what I thought was neat too is that they were really the starting places for a lot of the careers of many notable uh, vaudevillians. So these dime museums which was a cheap entertainment so you'd have the freak shows and uh you know the, the bearded lady and uh, general tom thumb um some of the some of the biggies
2: the uh, man-eating chicken
1: the, man, <laughs> the man-eating chicken <laughs> all <laughs> that <laughs> type of stuff in new york city there was um really a, a, a very famous dime museum was barnum's pt barnum's uh american museum um and they he he kind of introduced this whole thing called uh, edutainment, where they would have these. Oh my God, that's what we do here on this show. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. These different freak shows and and uh, circus performances and everything else. But uh, um, it, it was really the birthplace of, of vaudeville. Guys like Harry Houdini and some very famous. Uh, Ooh, lose reception already. Yeah, there you go. Damn. Lose reception again. That that uh, wasn't even planned. We we plan these sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, that's where they started to get...
0: But wait, um, didn't we mention P.T. Barnum in another episode? Uh, he a has while come
2: while up ago? in the... Because pe- Barnum was... Uh, uh, I, He's I be- come up a few times. He was in the Houdini episode.
1: For yeah, sure. he was bigger than life. I mean, for, for the time period, too, he was very influential with, uh, you know, the Civil War era... Um, New York City politics. Well, his and, uh,
2: museum gets broken into during the draft riots, and that's why you can see like an elephant running around on Main Street.
0: You know, <laughs> yeah. it was kind of. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that was it was cheap entertainment um, for not necessarily the the hoy polloi, the uh, the highbrow society. It was uh, somebody with a, a a dime could gain entry in there, and
0: not for be, the Being enter,
1: be entertained by uh, the freak shows or the magicians or whatever the Oddities. Uh, we'll be polite and call it oddities. So the, they're very the well might
0: have. So there very well might have been someone saying, "Step right up! Step right yeah,
1: up!" Absolutely, like. and they would have not even far. They would have that. bands out out front to uh, bring drawing people in to uh, come see the come see the show. Come see Geronimo's
2: that. girlfriend's hair. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff that they were popping out. Of. But it was cool. They were popular, and Jane was going to capitalize on her fame, which we're going to get into, and we're going to kind of let the audience decide what they think is real. Cahoon's, I'm going to ask you to start thinking of uh, the casting couch segment for this, but I want you to know that she has been portrayed so many times by so many very well known actresses.
0: One of them, she was actually portrayed by the woman who played uh, Lily Munster. I was Again. reading. Yeah, I was reading about her when you told it's me about her. Ivonne right? Yeah. yeah. She, uh,
2: she played. Calamity Jane, dude. There, that's not even the weirdest one. That's how weird it gets. Yeah, there's,
1: there's, yeah. there's a lot of people, a lot of uh, female actors, that uh, so everyone had her their chance through the years. But again, as her, every time her story is told, it's embellished and, and it just kind of
2: and that's just carrying on Jane's right, right, tradition, <laughs> it, it, right?
1: I mean, it, it, this uh, illiterate uh, uh, Jane was illiterate to start with, and now she's telling her life story to somebody else to so write it down. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and she's embellishing it to begin with. So, you know, don't don't let the facts get in get in the way of a good story. She's got a
2: little pro wrestler to her, where she's no She's her own hype woman. I mean, calamity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Come on, starting there. Uh, that's
2: that's that's pro wrestling at its finest. That's uh, from parts unknown. From parts unknown. <laughs> Calamity Jane. Well, uh, as best we can tell, Jane was born uh, on May first, eighteen fifty-two, near Princeton, Missouri.
1: Yeah, now that was almost a a Jersey time because when I'm reading, I'm reading. Where was she born? Princeton, ah, in Mercer County. Yes, Ah. yes. Missouri, Missouri.
2: Right, ah. Ah. So. Yeah, Missouri fakes out everybody because uh, they're like, oh, well, we're going to name our city Kansas City, well, but we're Missouri. <laughs> Eat shit. We have a football team.
3: Missouri, <laughs> Missouri is the state of cheap pops. That's
2: a <laughs> We're going to fool you into thinking that we're important. It, dude, that's a really that's a gimmick in itself, right there. That's <laughs> well, um, now the typical American family here she grew up in. Uh, dad, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Dad is an alcoholic, degenerate uh, gambler, and mom spent some time working as a hooker so got to bring home the
1: bacon somehow
2: it's uh or... i hear you um it's uh well jane was the firstborn and uh, she was the oldest of six siblings okay uh now in 1865 what's going on in the country in 1865
1: Dad? is there uh that's the close of the civil war per- perhaps perhaps yeah, some bloodshed
2: absolutely hard times hard times well uh, now it is hard times and i have a chance for a better life here so the father even though he's a degenerate alcoholic gambler um he's decided he's going to relocate the family via a wagon train kahuna oh no does this sound familiar <laughs> yeah. to montana uh,
1: all right yeah and to be a gambler i mean he's he's rolling the dice with the whole family uh, on one more shot at a better life and rode up the wagons yeah we're going
2: it's uh I, I wonder too if the wife was like and there's no booze out there so you're gonna to have to be productive <laughs> um but uh, during the trip, Jane's mother, Charlotte, dies of pneumonia, which is wild, because as we covered in the Donner Party episode, um, these trails out west, we look out on the parkway, and sometimes you see some trash on the side. I just imagine the graves that you're passing. Yeah. Everybody that's dying on the trail, man. It's... This ain't an Good easy trip. God. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty gross. It's like mile markers, but with bodies. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But... Uh, so they get out there, and um, the trails are heading out west. Blah blah. blah. The, the Cannery family—we're going to keep calling them the Canneries. That's how I've always heard their name said. It's spelled Canary, but Cannery. I, I understand why you'd want a slightly different. You know, it's like our friend uh, Kevin. Uh, he calls himself Goatee, but uh, you know it's really pronounced Gooty. Yeah, you don't want yeah. you don't want a name with goo in it.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: but uh, he has a podcast. I won't plug it because I don't want you to listen to it. Um, but <laughs> the uh, Cannery family reaches Salt Lake City. All right, and. Uh, Jane's father begins his life over as a a farmer. Finally, this guy's got his shit together.
1: Yep, he's going to make a go of it. He's got his 40 acres, and uh, he's trying to be the the straight and narrow guy with uh, his 40-acre farm.
0: At what point does he become a Mormon? You said he went
2: to Salt Lake City. (laughs) Well, he doesn't stick there. uh, He's not there long enough, really, to do much of anything. He dies within the year. Ah, uh, Uh, that's a shame. So, yeah, it is. (laughs) It's a downer. I'll put it that way. Well, now imagine you're like Missouri. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, now uh, Jane is uh, what, fifteen years old? Uh, I think she's maybe 14. 14 maybe 15 years 15, old, yeah. and she is now in charge of her uh, entire family. Wow, she's right. the oldest the
1: Yeah, she's the oldest. So now the other five siblings are uh, basically under, her kids under. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah she's taking so charge. You've heard a party of five. This is party of six. Right. So um, wow, they're uh, they're in a weird spot with all that. Um, now this is prepare for loserception Kona. Jane is now in charge of her siblings gets them all into a wagon on their way to Fort Bridger the same fort that the Donner party would utilize where they were given their bad maps and their bad advice so yeah Fort Bridger's a real thing and uh, again that's our loserception here the Donner Party and calamity Jane colliding in history over this one specific uh, and I don't even know the time frames that they were there I don't think it lines up at all but just the idea that that was the rallying point you know
1: just damn <laughs> that was a spot on the map i mean yeah. would, you're you're going into virtually uncharted territory well, we at got least. indian
2: territory we've got Fort uh, was brutal a uh spot winters. On the map. yeah you're gonna to want to know where you can get a hot meal
1: right so
2: um, now jane gets the family out to piedmont wyoming and like we said jane's about 15 years old at the time when she becomes the breadwinner for the five siblings she worked uh, any job that would pay kevin have you ever been in a, p- a capacity to hire somebody no. <laughs> no. But uh, that's not true. Bartending. bart. Well, you have an interesting resume, too, because I, I know that you're a podcast host, stand-up comic. Uh, you swing that big peen hammer we keep talking about. <laughs> and then uh, also, you uh, did social media work for a couple different companies. Yeah. You, uh, I, I know you've worked in local government before. You're a well-rounded cat.
3: It's weird that none of it
2: stuck, <laughs> but yeah, I've had I've had jobs all over the place. Yeah, well, so. uh, check this out for a her resume here. Uh, let's see if this is a let's see if Calamity Jane can compete with Shining Wizards, Kevin. Um, oh, she's got me beat. Her re- Look, looking after five kids, she's looking after five kids. But guess how she's doing it? She's gonna she'll work as a cook, she'll work as a dishwasher. All right, and these are all things these are jobs she held: cook, dishwasher, dance hall girl. All right, yeah, that's um that's like uh, dance hall girl is interesting because I think that's part hooker. Part uh, like shot girl. That's your day job. Part Fallout Boy song. That's a. <laughs> and then uh, also, just to round it out, cook, dishwasher, dance hall. These are all things that will have you in know, like a tavern like setting until yeah. her last job. Mule and ox team driver. <laughs> to quote our pal, Big Rich from Jersey, when you look at a picture of. Uh, Jane Cannery, uh, who would become Calamity Jane, you look at her and you say, "She's a handsome woman."
1: Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't noted for her beauty, but at no. the same time, uh, there wasn't too many job opportunities for a female out out in in the West at that time either. That handsome you know, fellow. You, yeah. A, <laughs> well, there's even a
2: line too. We're going to talk about uh, a person that she winds up meeting and becoming friendly with in a certain infamous town out west in South Dakota. But um, worth noting is that. Uh, the prostitution game out there, if you will, was very popular, okay, because uh, there wasn't a whole lot of legality behind it. But there was uh, one madam in particular we're going to talk about later who had a thing where she was very attractive herself, and she preferred to y- work with very attractive women in her establishment. Who wouldn't want pretty girls to run a business like that?
1: Yeah, especially out west when the, the ratio of male it, to female it's is – slim like, pickings. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. You're, there's so, not a whole lot uh, – out there to uh, the choose from so
2: well they told us in the navy it was called boot camp goggles okay uh, or uh, or ship goggles which is where you'd be on a ship with a uh, you know a, a bunch of dudes and the one girl that was on the ship who was probably like a 6 you know back home or something like that if you're out at sea long enough becomes a 10 plus yes <laughs> <laughs> and then also and uh, uh, i'm not even going to lie i know women that specifically said that they they love that part of it because it they their their value goes up through the roof, so it's it's an interesting thing. Here. But it winds up coming down to it that uh, uh you can't get a whole lot of very pretty girls out in the west here because it's slim pickings, like we said. And then also, if uh, if Kevin and I are on a wagon train That's and we're right. coming into town, right, and we're sitting there, and it's like uh like listen, you can either bang this uh you know that this homely looking girl or each other. You have no choice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what are you going to do? And I was like, all right, I've spent enough time with Kev. We came here from Colorado together. Um, We're not that close. Uh, <laughs> you, either go broke, you either go broke
0: back or broke.
2: That's <laughs> I like it. That was a good line, buddy. That was solid. Um, well, Jane, is. Uh, she's doing all these jobs. She finally finds what is going to become one of her uh, callings, if you will, in 1874. And uh, she begins working as a scout over at Fort Laramie. Okay. Uh, this job is what starts the transition of Jane uh, into the legend as she becomes more popular. Uh, all the stuff that's about to wind up in her dime store novels—that's all about to come out here in Spades.
1: Yeah, just so, for the listeners that, too. I mean, was Jane was that, what, is yeah, actually her. A, that, Jane is actually her middle name, but uh, oh, you know, at the time, yeah, born Martha, born Martha, but Jane is her middle name, and that's what. The handle that is about to be applied to her is Calamity Jane. Which is
2: hilarious. So, <laughs> Now, uh, the way she gets the name, too, we're going to talk about here in a second. But uh, Martha Cannery, not exactly a great stage name. Is that fair to say, Dad? Yeah, it doesn't have quite the ring to it. All right. So Garifo goes, first of all, I mean, my first name's Kevin. It's Kevin Patrick Burke, right? But uh, I've met other Kevin Patricks, um, and I, I know far too many Kevins in comedy. So that's the
1: Irish. I mean, they can't they don't only have a very limited number of (laughs) names to to hand out when the birth of a male child. So Patrick is one of the biggies. But
2: Kahuna, you're going to think I'm making this up. My father, uh, I think it was it mom that was pushing for my other possible name. Uh, Well, we
1: were looking through various books, but uh,
2: I was almost named Tyrone. Get
1: the, what? It, it's an Irish name. <laughs> it's an Irish name. No it was, shit. It was yeah. culturally appropriated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Dude, could you imagine if I came in and you're like, oh, it's uh, it's Tyrone Hello, Burke. Hello, welcome
0: to this episode of American Loser. My name is Tyrone Burke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm just going to call you Tyrone for the rest of this. Well, I also had an, another weird one, too, is that a friend of mine, his name was uh, Daryl Tate. He, okay. One of my great pals. I love him to death on the USS Kearney. And they told me that when the orders came through, the way that he spells Daryl, he didn't spell it the traditional way, he spelled it D-A-R-R-E-L-L. And uh, one of the chiefs was looking at us, we got this guy coming in, uh," and now Daryl Tate, good old country boy from Georgia, okay, you know, tall, uh, like as pale as me, you know, and um, funny guy, very handy guy. But uh, the chief's looking through the orders. He goes, we got this kid Darrell Tate coming in. Darrell. So imagine they're, they're sitting there waiting for a black dude to show up to pick up at the airport. And then all of a sudden, just country bumpkin Tate comes in.
0: <laughs> That's me. I'm Darrell.
2: <laughs> Darrell. It's right. Darrell.
0: It's Darrell. Darrell. It's Darrell, sir.
2: <laughs> and Tate, if you're listening to this one, pick your head up, okay? You always lean your head <laughs> But uh, again, uh, Martha Cannery, not a great stage name. She's going to start going by Jane mostly at this point while she's serving as a scout. Uh, during a military patrol now they send this military patrol what are the indigenous people of the plains how are they handling um, this westward expansion
1: they're not really happy about it that they're coming in on their on their homelands actually and yeah and they've been a later episode we'll find that uh, actually they're in Indian Indian territory we're on their turf right They're they're on their homelands exactly but it's pretty wild that way because, uh, like
2: we said, she starts going by Jane. She's going to get this new name after this bloody skirmish that they're on this patrol. They're out for a couple of days on a horseback, and uh, Jane finally gets her uh, her new moniker. Uh, you don't to worry about locking it kev, um, but uh, Jane gets her new moniker here. Uh, this patrol is under the command of a uh, Captain Egan. Okay, nice Irish boy. Nice but, Irish uh, boy. Thank you, sir. Uh, Egan's in a, a former bar that Kevin and I used to hang out in West Orange. Um, but Captain Egan's party gets ambushed about a mile and a half from their post. They're on their way back. They're done with their patrol, and they get ambushed here. Now, during the, the actual mission, they had six soldiers were killed. So, th- like, they saw some heavy action. Uh, now, Captain Egan gets shot, and uh, Jane's uh, out riding as the scout. She's out in front of everybody. Now, she turns around, as soon as she hears the gunshot, she sees that Captain Egan is about to fall off of his horse because he's been struck. And she takes off like a bat out of hell. Rides up next to him, catches him before he can fall off the horse, throws him over the front of uh, her saddle, and then rides him the next mile and a half safely back to the post.
1: So she basically saves his life uh, in action. Yep.
2: Now, uh, when the guy's healing up, he respectfully but laughingly joked, uh, I name you Calamity Jane, the heroine of the plains." And uh, Jane goes, and ever since that day, uh, I've just been going by Calamity
1: Jane. Yeah, now the only problem with that whole story is we got that story from Calamity Jane. Yep. The, the, there's no no way of verifying that that's actually the way it went down. But it's a good story. We have a
2: couple sayings on the show. Uh, don't fuck with TR, all right? Uh, don't mess with Boston we will get you, okay? We've learned that. And then um, also, not for nothing, um, No, you can't trust somebody who gives themselves their own nickname. Okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of what it is. Well, so. that, that was her... Uh, that was her take on how she got the name calamity jane there were there were others, but uh well,
2: there were there were two others that were pretty good um now kev uh, you ever throw some game at a uh, a damsel at a bar always
0: does
2: she ever warn you that uh, you're not ready for her? yeah, they all do pretty. Much. <laughs>
0: I love how you have to think about it.
3: That's You're like, it. wait,
2: that's all the time.
3: I'm thinking like, oh, this one did, this one did, that one did, this one did. Yeah, so yeah, yes.
2: Well, Kev, Kev knows a few of my uh, former paramours as well. So, um, but uh, there was one girl who was telling me, she goes, she goes I don't think you can handle me. And, uh, and she was right. Um, did she snap? <laughs> did she snap while she was doing and it? I'm pretty sure it? she's in the Middle East right now killing people. Ah. So.
3: <laughs> Good for her.
2: Yeah. Um, but anyway... Um, Anytime these guys at the fort, uh, Fort Laramie was uh, the fort over there where she was uh, working at, as by the way, she was also working a little bit as a, uh, as a hooker herself now. Dancehall gal. Yeah, dancehall. She's throwing some stuff out there. Um, now, LP's got some notes for us here in a second on that because um, I, I thought this was worth noting. Now, Fort Laramie was uh, in itself, is, I, I think it's still standing. I'm not actually sure. Um, but there was a, a, a three mile hog ranch where uh, Jane worked as a prostitute hanging out with the local soldiers.
1: Yeah, and it's very nice that uh, it's been uh, National Register of Historic Places is the uh, Three Mile Hog Ranch outside of Fort Laramie. That um, Three miles outside of Fort Laramie, there was a uh, saloon and... Uh, um shop store that kind of a thing that where the soldiers could go and uh sounds like the navy exchange and the a, uh, mwr get, bar i used to hang yeah. out at in jacksonville <laughs> get a drink and of course out back there was uh some other uh festivities that would be could be acquired for the for the right price and uh again uh, there's such a a lack of female uh accompaniment that uh even if you're somebody's got a mug like Calamity Jane that uh, she's still able to uh, – she's got the in parts that is still worth paying for. So uh,
2: Now, again, we keep – because my favorite part of the episode in the research was writing down all the actresses that have played different versions of her. And I can tell you that depending on um, – now, if you guys watch Deadwood, like I, I loved the show Deadwood on HBO. Uh, she was played by uh, Robin Weigert, and that was what's considered one of the most accurate portrayals of her. And she was not – I think she gets into, like, a lesbian relationship on the show. And um, they talk about uh, – it was a whole weird thing where she never really had a guy around. She was very rough-looking. She was dirty all the time, very drunk. But um, if the uh, some of the other actresses were playing her that we're going to cover later, I'm going to remind you that we said this, the uh, line at the Three Mile Hog Ranch to uh, get any sort of time with her would have been three miles long itself. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so she's uh, –
1: Yeah, and the whole term hog ranches is is just a uh, slang expression that uh, there was any number of different uh, so-called hog ranches along the trails uh, in Wyoming that that was just a place... (laughs) <laughs> then you know what, what you were going right. there for. That's a, <laughs> a drink, oh, I drink. didn't put that
3: together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so a hog ranch was <laughs> like, ah, yeah right, all right. right, all right, right. I'm picking up what you're putting down there. All
1: right.
0: there you go. Is it bad that now I get it? I didn't get, uh, Kuna, I didn't get it either. No, like it, now it's clicking. I'm uh, all right. okay.
2: Well, you know what it is? Here's why you were confused, because it's a three-mile hog ranch, and you have a hog and a half. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> So,
0: well, like that's the end well, that's a, hot, a, a hot ranch
3: seems like a feasible thing that someone in like the midwest the west or midwest would have i mean there's still a it,
2: well, uh, it, it's i'll tell you what it kind of has a vibe of uh, say a cat house all right right which we're gonna explain we'll the etymology right. of that one i'm excited a second yeah I'm excited I told you it was going to be a good one yeah. We, don't, we really don't do bad episodes here. We have ones where it doesn't go as cool as we want it to, but this one is going to be a home run. Um, so James, uh, you know, she's an interesting lady here. Jane is uh, making, you know, we can't prove that story's true, but what she would tell the guys at uh, Fort Laramie is that uh, whenever they were trying to get with her, like flirt with her a little bit, throw some game her way, she would say, you are attempting to court Calamity herself. So then her nickname started to become Calamity. <laughs> so she gave herself her own nickname, but... Like in a uh, a, a self um, uh, a self referential way, that uh, it kind of took off from there. So they think that's what. Now she was very popular on base. Why wouldn't you like the chick? She can cook, she can clean, she can scout, she can drive your mule and ox team, and she'll blow you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she's a, she's one of the boys. I mean, she's she really is. Yeah, she is one of the boys. But at the same time, she's got the 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 body parts that. Make her not one of the boys and a little more friendlier than the so, boys. So,
3: so can I ask you guys something? Talk to me. No, no. This is, do you think the fact that she was trying to give herself her own nickname was trying to build up her own reputation? Totally. So that people would just know who they're dealing with when they see Calamity
1: Jane? Absolutely. Right. And it works. Okay. So, okay, so yeah, there's yeah. something right. to
3: be said for that,
2: I guess.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, You called it before a stage name, and she's not on the stage at this particular point. But she's she's gaining a reputation just by her name.
2: Well, you got to have a rep to, to hang out on bass like this. Now, what's even more hilarious, did, like, the term bullshit artist comes up a lot. Like, Kevin, and I, you know, we, Kev does stand-up as well. You know, we, like, we're hanging out with comics all the time. Nobody's full of more shit than stand-up comics. That's true. Um, yeah. it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, but, uh, so they love to talk about themselves, put themselves over it, and you just feel like, oh, this guy's a nice guy, but he's a bullshit artist. So Jane's funny, right? Everybody likes her on the base because she gets drunk all the time. She's very generous. Anytime she has money, she's buying the boys' right. drinks and stuff. So, why wouldn't she be popular on base?
1: Yeah, she was also popular on base because a lot of times she would not collect for the sexual favors that she just yep. bestowed on somebody, so it was a, a freebie. Yeah,
2: yeah she, was a, she was a quality gal. She was right. a
1: <laughs> philanthropist. <That's>
3: a <laughs> philanthropist? No, you got it. Oh, that was it. Beautiful. So stick to your guns. All man. right, I'm done. Believe in yourself. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Have a great show, guys. The, uh, you know it is. Um, Kev's usually uh, he's usually a Bud Light guy, but that is the Ross Brewing Navasink IPA slowly working its way through his brain. I'm Navasinking, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pun master, um, but not for nothing here. Uh, some of the officers on base, when they were asked, like you know, everybody's she's cool, everybody likes Jane, but somebody goes, "Oh, is it is it true what Jane would say?" And officers on the base actually even wrote written accounts. Where they spoke to um, local papers and stuff, saying uh, Jane was merely just like a likable hangaround, you know what I mean? She wasn't. She never saw an Indian fight. She never even witnessed a lynching or anything like that. All these stories in her dime store novel to, to get her that tour, right? Oh. She was making shit up because she wanted to bolster her reputation, like Kev was saying. So, uh, and then like we said, she's uh, words to describe her. By the way, I thought were uh, devilish and notorious. Those were words that were getting thrown around about her. Like we said, she's a popular chick. Uh, it's it's easy to see why she would be. Kev, um, off the top of your head, do you know the definition of the word calamity? Just from what I've seen on cartoons in the, <laughs> in the early nineties. No, I don't. Well, the, uh, nonsense. The definition of calamity is uh, an event causing distress or sudden damage also known as a disaster. Ooh. So if a, if a girl introduced you, like, hey, what's up? I'm the disaster. And then you'd be like, well, I'm the situation. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the master of the
1: disaster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Folks around here call me the grenade. <laughs> I know her, actually. She's very sweet and very pretty uh, in real life. Um, anyhow, uh, another story that uh, Jane liked to tell. Um, and by the way, this is hilarious, too, because uh, there was a, a famous picture of her that we pulled up from the Wikipedia page. That was um, of uh, it, literally the photo is known, the description of it, you know, Calamity Jane smokes a cigar while making breakfast.
1: <laughs> she's a woman after my own heart. Yeah, she's fucking right. around,
2: dude. Out in the kitchen,
1: <laughs> cooking up breakfast, smoking on a stogie. Yep.
2: It's, uh, it is what it is. Now, uh, Coons, I'm going to ask you just to pull up on the big screen because I want to show off some of the. Um, uh, the, the actresses that have played her too mm-hmm. so we can try to draw a comparison between what she really looks like and what uh, certain, what Hollywood has yeah. uh, right, it, right. Karloff, that's a good name right there from the Munsters because she's a very attractive woman and um, I saw some other names that stuck out oh well, there's some good ones buddy <laughs> so uh, now not for nothing dad uh, this yeah, the I last... got a personal fave
1: too that uh, we'll talk about but no
2: way alright I'm excited <laughs> LP opening up. It's mom, right? Mom. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, well, yes. Now, this other story, and this is the one, because this is kind of the break in the story here, because this is where people really know her from. But uh, another story that Jane has, uh, it tells of her. And by the way, she's always the hero in her own stories. I'm sure you picked up on that, Dad.
1: Right? (laughs) Oh, Absolutely. (laughs) Right.
2: I came in. It, it's it was almost a Cliff Clavin to her, <laughs> right? Hey, ever tell you, Sammy, about the time I went over to Deadwood Camp, <laughs> 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 saved a wagon train from a couple of Plains Indians? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching too much Cheers lately. Um, yeah, it's like the third time you brought up Cheers uh, to me today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's where we were Indians all around us. It's where. <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell us something. So I uh, said to myself, self, I said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, that Florida, let me tell you. Um, but uh, here's the story that Jane has. She bravely swims across a dangerous and freezing river in order to deliver these important dispatches critical to the U.S. cavalry. All right. Like we said, she's always the hero in her own stories. And while she's recuperating from an illness that she acquired from her heroic endeavor, she holds up at uh, Fort Laramie. Okay. And she uh, then when she's there, is uh, a wagon train comes into town with a couple of people on it. Um, these are more names that I think, if you guys know Calamity Jane, you know these other names. You just don't know why you know them. So, uh, Kev, off the top of your head, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask Kahuna first. I'm going to be tough on Kahuna. Uh, Charlie Utter. You ever heard of him? No. Not even. Known as Colorado
0: Charlie?
2: No. Ah, good old That, that doesn't ring a bell? That's not, a, even, not even a little. He's not the one that's going to ring it for you. What about um, James Butler Hickok? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know also, that name too. Also, you want to talk about a stage name? What's, what do you think is James Butler Hickok's I, station I, I know that. Talk to me. It's Wild Bill, right? Wild Bill Hickok. Wild Bill. You want a good nickname, man? Oof, that's the one. That really is the one. So, By the way, if you look at him, too, and you just look at like the picture, because I believe that's a photograph of him. That's a pro wrestler right there, if he, I've he, ever seen one. Literally, he looks like he should be... Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, <laughs> you know, but he's a handsome guy. Yeah. There's, a, there's actually a little Larry Burke to him, if I'm looking at him. You <laughs> yeah. ever think about growing he's your hair He's got out hair, there? though. That stash. He's got hair that yeah. he can grow out. It's, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, if, uh, if you had my hair and I had your mustache, man, you we, we'd go. have been something. <laughs> but um, so, Dad, off the, just briefly here, um, this Wild Bill Hickok wagon train is now coming through Fort Laramie and it's not really his train he's not running the train
1: um, no the other guy utter i believe is the uh, well uh, yeah charlie the utter wagon master.
2: he is that but um
1: it's wild bill is a celebrity already absolutely movie. he's already a folk hero of the of the american west well, if you will that... let's
2: not burn him for and cuz I, I think he would be fun to revisit for his own solo episode absolutely but let's let's tell the audience a little bit about this guy
1: well he's just a uh, as i say he's a, a folk hero he's a he's a drover he he's had been a wagon master he's a civil war veteran a soldier a spy a scout a lawman a gunfighter an actor a gambler a showman he was an yeah, actor, an actor. <laughs> uh, absolutely um so he he is it and he's a larger in life uh, larger than life figure
2: he's a russian asset too wasn't he <laughs> didn't <he> interfere <laughs> in the elections i can't remember i nah, might be confused that was on a download
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but yeah, he's uh, he's he's a well-known celebrity, if you will. Um, but his celebrity is by his own exploits, not because of his acting ability or something like that. But just well, this, you this shoot shit enough people. Done, they're going right? to find out who you right. are, <laughs> yeah, right? And and he's again with a with a nickname, Wild Bill Hickok. That uh, you know, um, there's it's still being disputed as to how many guys he, how many lives he actually took but uh, whether it was verified or in in legend if we, if you will but yeah he's, he's you been, want
2: pageantry too by the way Kevin? or in us, us weekly us weekly us <laughs> weekly there you go they'd be covering now not for nothing there's a little pageantry almost like pro wrestling again where uh, he's got the the big long mustache coming down pat he's got the nice he's got really long hair down to his shoulders and he carries uh twin pistols all right, and he's got a badass reputation and a stage name. He is entrance music away from entering the King of the Ring tournament. Oh, he probably had it. <laughs> he probably had it. At King of the Ring tournament. Right. Number number thirty in the Royal Rumble. Wild Bill Hickok.
3: Dude, he I'm telling you right now, that's what like ninety percent of professional wrestlers look like nowadays. With, with, yeah, with the long hair and the mustache and. Uh, everyone's trying to go retro and then look cooler with the with the mustache and the long hair and and uh, he, he's got it. He's got the look right there. He's not baby. even he's retro there. at that. He's, he's, not, he's yeah. cutting edge. He's, he's <laughs> intro. <Yeah. laughs>
2: Very good, sir. Very good. I, I got nothing. That's, well, Roka, cool, what else do you have on uh, Wild Bill? Cause I, I do want to because we're, we're talking about him because he's an exciting guy to talk about.
1: Well, he, he's going through Fort Laramie, and uh, he's the guy that gets uh, Jane. I think she was uh, incarcerated at the time. She's in jail for whatever <laughs> for whatever reason, uh, whether it was, you know, for whatever reason. But he kind of befriends her or takes pity on her or whatever. But um, she now comes into this wagon train that's that's heading north to the— because gold has been found uh, further north, and this wagon train is heading there, hopefully getting to, out to prospect. To right.
2: And what's uh, what's the name of the town
1: that? Uh, oh, that
2: would be uh, west, Orange. <laughs> west
1: Orange, State. West Orange, New Jersey. That's it. <laughs> right.
2: West Orange and a West Orange,
1: Texas. Go, go or, west, young man. Go west. So we yeah. started in Orange, and now we're in West Orange. <laughs> no, no, not exactly.
2: I'm sorry. That started wrong. in Princeton. Now we're in. <laughs> yeah. That was an impulse. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, what's the name of the town? A, an infamous town. Yeah, Deadwood. Deadwood, South Dakota.
1: That's right. And that's, again, now we're actually venturing into places that were not supposed to be because that was really Indian territory. Mm -hmm. But uh, gold was found, so,
0: you know. Now it's our territory. Screw the Indians. It's (laughs) us. Yeah.
2: Well, there's a lot of um, the show Deadwood, which I loved uh, on HBO, as we talked about. The problem with that uh, was that there was a lot of things that were not technically historically accurate. Okay. We're doing great on time, by the way. We're we're kicking ass here today. Um, But... uh, there were a lot of things that weren't technically accurate uh, that they had to do in order just to make the show more entertaining. But one of the things that they were very serious about was the camp was under the threat of Native American attack at all times because they were not even before they called it a town. You have to have a you know a state in order to have a town. You have to you, they were a territory back then, so literally they were just a camp. That was what it was. It was right. a camp. So these guys are on their way out there. It's like getting on the ground floor. Okay, so Hickok's on his way out there. Um, now we were talking about. Calamity kind of bringing her own name up a little bit here. you got this famous gunfighter uh, who's coming in, in Wild Bill Hickok. Colorado Charlie, Charlie Utter, is a well-known guy, too, at this point. and He's been traveling with Hickok. That's like his, uh, his man Friday, if you will. Um, but uh, you would think that the arrival of this uh, famous gunfighter in town is going to be a big deal. But, uh, and it is. It's a huge deal. However, the July 15th, 1876 edition of the Black Hills Pioneer has a headline that read simply calamity jane has arrived
1: right so her her fame and fortune if you will her uh her story is is big as well so everybody knows calamity jane as as this larger than life person so she's you know her publicist if you will <laughs> 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 has already uh bought her fame and fortune to uh to this little skis camp town of uh, deadwood
3: are, are we off the uh, the the Bill Hickok thing? Cause I, can I throw my little tidbit of knowledge about Wild Bill Hickok? Please do. Um, as we sit on this uh, in this great studio on this poker table, Uh-oh. there you go. Uh, I'm a big poker guy, huge poker fan, and uh, there's a poker hand that's called Dead Man's Hand. Correct. Aces and eights, yes. Which is the hand that while Bill Hickok was holding. Correct. If you haven't already told this, I'm sorry. You probably have on
2: this podcast. No, no, no. Uh, well, we haven't gotten to it just yet, but it, it's it definitely is worth noting. And I think LP, you had something yeah, else. Yeah, we're gonna, too go, on
1: we're gonna oh, go. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, that. no, 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 that. no, no. That's perfect. Perfectly. Um, that's <laughs> perfect.
2: Because I'm a, I'm a huge poker guy. So when uh, no, that's why it's perfect. Yeah, we have to get into. So they're just coming into town right now. So this is where all these events, it's almost like every single day in Deadwood history is being made. It really right.
1: is. Right. Um, but, but it's at this point in time, too, where Calamity Jane is in, like infatuated with Wild Bill Hickok. She, you know, the sun ah, and the spoiler. moon and the stars all align around Wild Bill with uh, as far as Calamity Jane. But that was not necessarily reciprocated that uh, Wild there, there's Bill. There's reports. There there were, yeah, and then. To Hear Calamity Jane say at one time they were actually married, uh, Ooh. but that was it gets yeah, unsubstantiated, if you will. Well, th- look, let's, I'll tell you what, just because uh, there's so much wild
2: knowledge about this guy, and I want to make sure we just present the info in the right way so that the audience can kind of track with us. So they're getting into town, all right, and she's making the papers, and they're like, Holy shit, Calamity Jane's in town, Wild Bill Hickok's in town, Colorado Charlie's. In- so if you're a local, you know, guy here sitting like, oh, how much longer is this going to be my town? Am I about to get kicked out of my own camp? Kind it's of a thing? calamity, con yeah, right now. It, There's calamity. A, there's... Con. <laughs> 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 uh, that was that was money, my friend. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Dude, I mean, gems. if you're looking for characters, I mean, Deadwood is just absolutely chock full of characters. Oh, from, that's why it made such a great from, yeah, show. Absolutely, uh, and
0: those are the cosplayers. That's, yeah,
1: <laughs> the, these people are risking everything with the with the with the hope of uh, you know making it making it rich with the with the gold.
2: Well, I'm going to ask... never
1: mind that it's you're on Indian territory and you're not supposed to be there in the first place, but that's. You know, there's well, we don't a, there's talk a, about that? <laughs> a, there's, a huge, there's a huge risk and a huge gamble for everybody involved. So everybody is is a character in in, in Deadwood.
2: Very much so. Now, while we're bringing this next point up, Kahuna, do me a favor mm-hmm. and just uh, look up Deadwood on uh, Google Maps and see how far it is from the studio, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, not for nothing, Jane arrives into the camp. She rides in with Bill Hickok, who, like you said, she's got an infatuation with. Depending on what reports you're hearing from Bill Hickok, he either like you said, Dad, winds up being married to her in secret kind of a thing, or that they were in love with each other, or uh, as one person said, he had nothing, he, he didn't give two shits about Calamity Jane, you know? Right. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like when when Kevin walks down the street in West Orange and women just start throwing themselves at him and he goes, "Please, ladies, all right, you know, I don't have time for this." That's, yeah, that's
3: what we call the hog ranch. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
1: right. laughs> yeah, and wow, Bill's a good-looking guy. Let's let's uh, face We it. saw the picture, and now you got yeah. Calamity Jane, who's noted for not being the most attractive female mm-hmm. that God put on the face of the earth, and she's is noted for. The be in buckskins in men's clothing kind of a thing that she's not she dresses like a dude she, yeah she, yep. she dresses uh, like a dude smokes
2: cigars while she makes you breakfast kind right, of a thing right. oh,
0: well Bill did you marry Calamity James I ain't marry no butch <laughs>
2: <laughs> well uh, you brought it up here Cahoons so Deadwood South Dakota which uh, a place I want to go one day, All right. um, very badly. Twenty-seven hour drive. Twenty-seven hour drive doesn't look like traffic's too bad right now. <laughs> there we go. It's Kahuna, and the uh, the Channel Ten cops are up here. It looks like it's be... thanks, KP. So it's looking
0: like traffic is going to be perfect for your for your excursion to Deadwood. It's about uh, thousand seven. Uh, oh, shit, I can't read numbers today. One thousand seven hundred and seventy-eight miles. Oh, that's Kahuna. That's Kahuna. That's Our eyes important. in the sky.
3: i has got
2: Report. Just well,
3: drop me off somewhere in Missouri, please.
2: <laughs> and that's Kahuna's report on Eyewitness News. Well, we got uh, Nice. So 1,778 1, miles. There's no way we're going to have a Jersey connection with Deadwood, are we? Oh, uh, uh, what the? No. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, we we with Deadwood? We? Yes, we will. Yes, we will.
0: <laughs> what this? Show
1: your work, Larry. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, there shit. it is. We're right, going we go.
1: to prove positive, and we have it. Yeah, she arrives into Deadwood, and um, upon her arrival into this, uh, with this world-famous gunfighter and a uh, whole big deal, uh, she is quickly uh, befriended by uh, Miss Dora Dufran who winds up uh, giving us our Jersey connection for, for this particular episode. Now, Miss Dora was a, uh was born in Liverpool, England, and immigrated to the United States with her parents— um, and once she stepped ashore into the great America, uh the family settles in our own, ready for the drum roll,
0: <laughs>
1: none other than Bloomfield, New Jersey. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> where, where I have a show coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Every yeah. other Wednesday. That's a, uh, so, so plug. The, so Miss <laughs> Dora Dufresne, who is who goes on to become like... A very, very famous, very profitable madam in in Deadwood. One of the most prosperous in all of Deadwood. And and, And she was hot, too, he said. In all of the Old West, uh more than like more than more than likely that she would hold that particular title if we're talking about wrestling titles
2: she, she's madame she's,
1: Madam, she's Madam Supreme
3: I believe she had a belt
1: uh, yeah she had a belt but uh, she had a, a sketchy background too because uh, I mean she took on the, the, up the profession of uh, prostitution at the tender age of fourteen. Yeah. Uh, doing it for the army soldiers to begin with and then she moves into Deadwood with the promise of the gold field, and she moves up there with all these other miners all these men that were hoping to strike at Rich. But well well she, you were talking
2: to me earlier too because you were saying that she does get into prostitution at age 14 she's known as very very attractive.
1: Oh yeah she's a okay. looker.
2: Yeah well imagine that an English girl showing up with a little Jersey attitude out in the West you know it's <laughs> it's it's appealing the mix. But, there you go. Um, but I, I do wonder about that, because it's always like, you ever hear people say, man, I was just born in the wrong generation? Um, well, if there's 14-year-olds doing prostitution, R. Kelly was just born in the wrong generation. <laughs> Kahuna just left the room on that one. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, buddy. Come back. I know he was your godfather. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm actually going to leave the room and uh, get myself some of this beautiful if, if I may. Ross uh, Brewing Company, Navisic, uh IPA. (laughs)
1: There you go.
2: That was one of the dirtiest jokes we ever told on the show. I'm sorry. But uh, that being said, we found that Jersey connection. I'm so happy about that. Um, Now, we were talking about this earlier, though, too, that Jane's relationship with Wild Bill Hickok, cloudy at best. Is that
1: fair to say that? Cloudy, yeah. I mean, it all depends on who you want to believe, whether it's Wild Bill or whether it's uh, Calamity or uh,
2: who. do you ever have a a girl that just... um, well, I, I'll tell you what I had. Um, did you ever make up a fake girlfriend? No. No, I won't lie. Not you. I, I, <laughs> I did it. Um, I, I exaggerated something once where it was a, a girl that I had a flirtation with. I said, "Oh yeah, I've been dating her from you know weeks or something." Because you know, there's like a nervous, uh, there's a nervousness with stuff like that. Yeah. But now. According to for Who You Ask. for white continue. Kahuna is Chinese, by the way, if you guys don't know. I don't listen to the show. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but, no, so there's, um, there's a nervousness with this, but there's always, um, depending on who you ask about uh, Calamity Jane's relationship with uh, Wild Bill, you're going to get a different answer. There was a woman uh, a couple of years later, in 1941, I believe it was. Who uh, came out claiming to be the daughter of both Calamity Jane and Wild Bill Hickok?
1: Right, she was okay. the, she was the love child. Of, yeah, that's or, what she's, or not, depending on a legitimate on, child. Right. Yeah.
2: So uh, there's documents and paperwork that she's able to to produce that says that she was uh, legally married. Thank you very much, um That she was legally married to Wild Bill Hickok. Right. Now here's the thing. Um, what do we say about Jane? she was functionally illiterate
1: right 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 right
2: so now all of a sudden so she's the documents
1: and everything else that, oh yeah yeah
2: and she's got like 250 letters that were written uh to her uh by her mother kind of a thing she's like oh yeah my mother kept it. she was we were pen pals not really you yeah know, and she right. can't read or write dude. right um so those uh everything here the skeptics are kind of they they pretty much
1: debunked that
0: I like I like how Calamity James and Wild Bill kind of have like a Kermit and Miss Piggy kind of dynamic.
1: Back to the puppets. She
0: drives me crazy. (laughs) Oh, oh.
1: Um,
2: Oh, no, that's uh, that holds up too.
0: Is it not an episode of American Loser where I don't make at least one Muppet
3: reference? Like, come on, on dude, I love your charm. Perfect. I'm a big Muppet guy. (laughs) That's right on target. Again,
2: Hog Ranch. That's (laughs) 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 good. <laughs> well um these uh supposed signed documents are pretty much debunked here it also gets a little bit wild pun intended because uh jane get this uh if you ask some of the people that knew wild bill they said that he had absolutely no use for her that she was like a nuisance to him okay then she's saying that oh this is uh, i cared so much for him i was in you know in love with him but, then this woman saying, oh, they were secretly married, and I'm actually their love child, and all this other shit. Uh, meanwhile, Wild Bill had just been married to another woman at that point right. already, so it's very doubtful. And that there's that a
1: happened. lot of letters of, that Wild Bill wrote, because he was literate, yes. that he's writing to his to his wife and yes. everything else. And it was <laughs> – not that you would be writing your your wife about um, this new love interest but uh, in Calamity Jane, but uh, –
2: got this scrappy drunk chick always following me around. Yeah, right. Weird.
1: Dresses in, in buckskin and, and dude's clothes. Yeah.
2: it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, she's, uh, she's a trip that way, too, though, because Kahuna, guess where Calamity Jane wanted to be buried when she died?
0: Our uh, own New Jersey? <laughs>
2: <laughs> a, a smart guess based off the ratios of information we provided over the year or so. But um, no, uh, she wanted to be buried next to Wild Bill Hickok. So imagine that. Imagine a girl who's in love with you that you're like, eh, that's nice. Okay, I got, mm-hmm. I got my own thing going here. And um, she winds up getting buried next to you. Now, a couple of the people. Nags for all eternity. It, it, that's literally what it was. <laughs> One guy says, oh, yeah, we did that as a prank because Bill didn't really like her. So we figured it'd be hilarious. Just so a, very stuck with her for even eternity. Even after death, we're still yeah. breaking his stones. And then it was her request to be buried. That was, so it was the, the Black Hills Pioneer Society are the ones who uh, went ahead and put that information in for her. He's so. somewhere, and he's just like, kill me. I'm already dead. Well, speaking of how he dies, uh, I, I do want to get to this one little thing here. Um
1: Jane? Yeah, because there, there is, in Wild Bill's death, there is a, a tie-in with oh, Tommy totally. Jane. Your guest well, just
0: shot up like, oh, it's my time to shine. No, I, I feel bad about
2: bringing it up <laughs> no, earlier. No, 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 you're good. That, that was perfect, because everybody kind of knows the story, man. Uh, all right, so it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't anything that I brought to the table. No, <laughs> no, 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 the dead man's hand, all that stuff is stuff people remember, but you're the one who gave them the information. So That's right. Jane is also said to have attacked uh, uh, Jack McCall with a meat cleaver. Real quick, though, Dad who's jack mccall
1: uh, jack mccall was a degenerate uh, i mean deadwood is all kinds of degenerates so he was just one of many uh he is uh, notorious for his drunkenness and his stupidity <laughs> was one quote that i found. did he uh, did he host a podcast uh, he's also known as crooked nose jack <laughs> um he was not a handsome man in that uh, long-haired, cross-eyed, uh, double chin. Uh, he was not noted as being really sharp, but... Um, Just a side note, the actor who played him on Deadwood
2: was so unrecognizable in, his, um, in the makeup and everything that they did him with, and like rubbing dirt on his face, and having the upturned nose, and kind of a, a scar on his face, that that same actor came back a season later playing a different character. Oh, is and that no, right? No, really? no Nobody it
3: picked it him. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. You know who'd have made a good uh, Calamity Jane? Andy davis from the brady bunch <laughs> alice.
1: alice there you go i'm off to see the butcher <laughs> yeah. sam. Oh, sam wild sam, sam. <laughs> wild sam
3: <laughs> sorry all right go ahead that's it i'm done
1: <laughs> but it's one night think? hickok is uh in the saloon and he's um playing poker and winning big time that's right and Jack McCall is at the bar and just getting drunker and drunker. And then finally, at the table, one guy gets up and leaves. Jack McCall asks to come in and sit in his place. They allow that to happen, and then loses everything. Hickok is just winning hand after hand after hand, and this guy is, he's, he's shit faced and he's losing nice. all his money and gets you know more agitated as the night goes on. At the end of the evening, after he's like cleaned out. Um, Hickok gives him a couple of bucks so he can at least go buy breakfast so you know Hickok is throwing him, throwing him the bone kind of a thing but McCall is definitely pissed off at this um, he, he he's like simmering, he's like fuming over this whole thing about it being disgraced at, at the poker table And season one
2: does a perfect, that's one thing they're absolutely historically accurate
1: with so now McCall comes back the next day he's still pissed off Um, Hickok always wanted to sit at a certain spot within the saloon so that he could see who's coming in the door. And uh, this particular evening, somebody's sitting in his seat. So rather than make a big scene, Hickok sits, but now his back is to the door. And then McCall comes in. He's already already liquored up because, again, he's a drunk. And he shoots... Um, while Bill Hickok in the back of the head point blank range and, and kills him um, and then tries to escape runs out the door jumps on a, somebody else's horse the saddle that was on that horse wasn't cinched up tight so like he falls on <laughs> falls on the ground He was trying, a dumb shit yeah, He was absolutely a dumb shit a drunk dumb shit um, and tries to get away and then uh, this is, again, this is an Indian, Indian territory, so there's no real law and order kind of a thing. But the miners in the camp now f- form this... Um, like a posse? Well, No, they, they capture the guy because he, you know, he just fell on the ground trying to get <laughs> away. Um, Excuse
0: but, me, gents. I'm trying to make my getaway.
1: <laughs> yeah. They appoint a judge. They appoint a jury. They appoint a, a, a defender. For this guy within this camp, but again, there's no real law because they're they're illegal to begin with because they're in Indian territory. They're not in any state, um, so there's a whole trial that comes on for this Jack McCall, and he is found. Uh, he's he gets away, and then with that, there's rumors that. Calamity Jane is going after this guy with a meat cleaver because she just killed the love of of her life, uh, Wild Bill Hickok. That's later proved to be BS because she was locked up someplace else that there was no way that that could have happened. So
2: Jane's, uh, again, a little bit of a bullshit artist. Right. You know,
0: I bet if Jack had just eaten his breakfast and been grateful that McCall, right. Hickok had just <laughs> and given him money for it, Absolutely. he would have been fine, Absolutely. but no.
2: Absolutely. There was also something weird with McCall that when he went to try to shoot other people in the crowd, every other round in the revolver was a dud.
1: Oh, is that it's right? a true story. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and at his trial with these miners forming this, you know, Quasi a uh, trial uh, thing. McCall claims that the reason he shot Hickok was not because of the poker game, but because Hickok had shot his brother earlier yeah, total and bullshit. the other te- which was proven I, yeah, to be later on i didn't know
2: that part of the story yeah. it's a fabrication and, and, uh,
1: and hickok was holding a pair of aces and a pair, a pair of eights eight. so aces and eights have always become known as the dead man's hand
3: uh, and, and it's referenced all the time in poker so cool. right. ever since
1: right and then um so that goes on today McCall gets out. He he goes off to the uh, to the other territories in Wyoming, and he starts bragging to anybody he meets. I killed Wild Bill Hickok. Mm-hmm. So he's using that as a bragging point. A lawman in that other territory. Now that he's back in legal U.S. territory and not in Indian territory, there's a second trial because because that first one he, it's not double indemnity that. There's a second trial because yep. that first one was all bullshit. We were you were in Indian Territory, so he's tried again. Uh, while Bill's brother comes to that trial, they find this guy guilty, and it's later found out that in that first trial he was claiming that he killed Wild Bill because Wild Bill killed his brother. That's total bullshit because he didn't have a brother. Yep. So, uh, but they they mm. hang they hang this guy and. Uh, um, they bury him in a, in a Catholic cemetery. Years later, they dig him up and they move the cemetery because they're going to put some hospital or some building in there. And when they dig the guy up, he still had the noose around his neck <laughs> <laughs>
0: from when they buried him
1: after the hanging. So, uh, Mr. was only
0: 24.
1: Mr. Jack McCall got his, uh, got his just due for sure.
2: Now, do you know the name of the, uh, the saloon that he was uh, killed in, Kev?
3: Uh, that would be Egan's Saloon in <laughs> West, West Orange right <laughs> no. So,
2: no, I don't. I don't. Uh, Sorry. It was uh, Nuttall's Number 10 Saloon. That's so sounds So Tom, Tom Nuttall was the guy. He was a character on Deadwood 2. A real-life character, but it was his... Um, yeah, that, that was uh, the place that he was shot at. You can still visit it. It still is a standing place over in Deadwood today. Um, That's cool. But that being said here, um, so while Bill's dead now, all right, Deadwood is starting to get civilized a little bit here slowly but sure they want they're attempting to get uh, recognized as a, as a you know no longer a territory they want to be a state now the question is are they going to become part of montana or are they going to be a south dakota is there the dakotas what i mean this is wild we take it all for granted right now because that's been settled since we've been born but uh they didn't quite know what was going to go on with all this um, now she remains in Deadwood, so Jane's still hanging out over here.
1: Yeah, we're back to Calamity Jane. Oh yeah, we, we, to we took a side. But you have a side to, track. It's such yeah, an yeah, important yeah. part of the There's story. There's so many so many characters in interwoven with the Calamity Jane's life that you have to. Well, uh, Jane
2: stays in Deadwood, like you said, Dad, and um, she, following the, you know the death of Wild Bill, her reputation is kind of similar to her reputation she had over at Fort Laramie. She is uh, wild and devilish, but likable. People would see her drunk out all the time in the streets. She'd be, you know, just kind of passing out here or there, whatever. And um, she also maintained her friendship with uh, Madame Dufrain, and uh, even worked for her for a while as a prostitute.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah, now Madame Dufrain. Um noted herself or uh that she was only hiring good-looking prostitutes and the girls had to be clean yes. whatever that might be hmm. but yeah, what uh,
3: what, did, what did that mean back then in <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> hard times in yeah. hard times uh, the uh bath a week kind yeah. of a thing <laughs> right, yeah. right 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 so right
3: <laughs> totally different definition nowadays
2: uh correct, uh, right. correct. Um, correct. no no it's just yeah. you're you're right <laughs> uh, But uh, Jane has an interesting couple of highlights uh, with her time in town here, Dad. She uh, saves a stagecoach that's being attacked by Indians. She winds up saving the lives of almost everyone on board, except, unfortunately, that while she's diverting these plains Indians that are attacking the stagecoach, the uh, Native Americans are able to kill the driver. And uh, so because he's dead now, the guy's dead in the stagecoach. The driver of the stage is dead. So now uh, Calamity Jane is going to throw herself from her horse onto the stagecoach. Okay, heroically, then take the reins and bravely drive the stagecoach back into town, saving everyone on board. Um,
0: Now, did she actually do that, or is that.
2: Well, hang on. It says that there was a source here. Oh, oh, shit, it was her, too. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Was it really, like, again, like one of her apparent this
2: happened or like uh, well that again that one's up for, it's up for debate it could because now here's the thing there could be 10% truth to every lie that she tells I'm yeah, saying she like,
1: might have driven a stage at one time into yeah. town and everybody was saved on board But yeah. whether well, she was fighting off Indians some Native Americans it. might have seen her and then said oh there's people here let's get out of here kind See, right. of thing.
3: See, like, I'm so intrigued and this might be a question to tie the bow on the whole episode but like on a scale of one to ten, where do you think she was in the bullshit meter, <laughs> buddy? No one knows. Like,
2: we're, we're, like in your personal opinion, KP, it's. Um, and then I'll. The the fact that she's
1: able to because uh, there's a couple other weird okay. things here too. Yeah, th-
3: that's, this might be a question to tie the. Yeah, ball let's on. let's oh, get okay. to the, let's Perfect.
1: get to the yeah. end and then we'll ask that question because there's that's a good question. There's more things that are going to pin the bullshit <laughs> meter. <laughs> we're uh, we're <laughs> wrapping up here, Cohuns. Oh
2: um, uh, no! Ignore this. I'm literally the. Uh, like, It's funny because Kahuna's like, uh, he goes, guys, relax. Don't pay any attention to the sign I'm waving towards you. (laughs) The the sign says wrap up. You have five minutes left. (laughs) It's just a fan. Um, But she's uh, also credited with, uh, and this one has been pretty much confirmed as true. There's this diabolical uh, smallpox outbreak in town that nearly ruins, I believe it's back when Deadwood is still a camp. They're not even a town yet. And uh, smallpox... Still no laughing matter, but uh, back then that was a death sentence. That was that was the AIDS of its day, if you will. And um, smallpox is just running through town like crazy, and Jane is, well, okay, let me help take care of some of these people, man. She was working as a nurse trying to keep these people healthy, get them back up on their feet, make them comfortable if they were too far gone. So she's uh, she's got a lot of good in her. There's, there's a good heart right. here, but she's wild. And she is a drunkard beyond drunkards. So, um like uh, Kev, I'm sure at some of your. Uh, I know you're the mayor of West Orange, so That's you're, right. always, you're bouncing around uh, to the different establishments. There's always. Um there's always those guys that, uh, you know, you know, it's time for them to go home when uh, they just, rah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> not even words anymore. 100%. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's right.
2: No. First of
3: all, they come in not saying words. It's actually when they start speaking words. That's what you know. You it's have like, to throw oh. them out. <laughs> when they actually start
2: making sense, that's when it's time to go. Well, it, that's, that's why Kevin's a good bartender. He knows when. <laughs> yeah.
0: When they make sense, it's time to go. If you gotta go. We're
2: advice to live Because this isn't like you. That's <laughs> at all. Right, right. <laughs> Well, uh, she also, not for nothing, she has a big heart here, but she also can be kind of cruel at times. So the, uh, she helped procure 10 girls in a single trip uh, to Nebraska. She goes to Nebraska and comes back with 10 women, 10 relatively attractive women uh, through nefarious means. Some people say that maybe they were drugged or coerced um, and they were brought into uh, a life of prostitution at the infamous Gem Saloon which burned down in Deadwood but was rebuilt as a theater I believe uh, owned by Deadwood's most notorious resident uh, Kahunde, did you ever watch an episode of Deadwood? No never did. I'm telling you one of my favorite shows of all time and the lead character if you will the guy who is the scene stealing son of a bitch and the entire thing is Ian McShane as Al Swearingen who's a real life character uh, Okay. he was a pimp he was kind of running the town he was the boss of the camp if you will and Jane you had me at pimp. It's a <laughs> he, uh, well, Jane worked for him as a dancing girl at the gem Saloon, and uh, that was one of his first dancers. and she so again, uh, you know, depending on what view you have of Calamity, Jane, uh, if you want to you know paint her as heroic or anything like that or a kind soul. She's also showing up in human trafficking, 10 women to come now work as prostitutes far away from
1: Nebraska where they
2: were.
0: I'm surprised it wasn't a story like, I saved them from a stagecoach and they (laughs) devoted their lives to me.
1: Well, that was the passengers on the stagecoach (laughs) (laughs) that she drove them into town.
2: (laughs) Yeah, dude, that really would be, oh man, that's a Pandora's box. Um, But yeah, so uh, Jane was again rough looking, but because of the slim picking, she was able to work as a prostitute again here and there if she needed to. Total... Booze Hound. Kev, what's your best drunk story?
3: Uh I don't remember.
2: Well played. <laughs> there you go. Kev was present for one of my worst moments, Dad. Kev was uh Kev was in the VIP section with me at uh, a certain eighties nightclub in Atlantic City, New Jersey, right. where I tore my ACL on the uh the VIP section and oh, had Wildwood. and had to be wheelchaired out.
0: Uh Mm-mm. That's a story for a little. later. Oh, don't worry.
2: But uh, when I, I talk uh, on stage, so we'll get. You haven't you. told that on the show yet. No. Well, I don't, hey, I'm not going to yeah. do my material. On oh, that God, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But uh, we'll get Kahoon's out to uh, one of my upcoming gigs. But um, Jane's a total booze hound. She, there's two main stories about her legendary alcoholism. Um, Dad, not for nothing. Uh, you, you ever? You know, sometimes you lose track of time.
1: Well, there, there has been some times where God was my co-pilot and <laughs> <laughs> he took the wheel.
2: Same, Larry. Same. Same. Well, Jane, uh. Once, uh, Jane was once so blackout drunk on a horse and buggy trip that she took, with the intent to go, I believe, uh, uh, an hour and a half ride she was going to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wound up missing her exit, if you will. <laughs> you're right. And, uh, and going 70 miles in the wrong direction. In a, a rented horse and buggy. On a horse That's, and buggy, right? <laughs> Ming Chen in the building, guys. So, uh, new location by the way for our shared universe studios. You guys, how long is the Asbury one staying open for?
3: Uh, right now, tentatively uh, to the end of February. Um, they're hinting March is a possibility, which would be cool because it's going to get um, warm in March. Foot traffic, awesome. baby.
2: Foot traffic, and, and beyond that, who knows? So, we want to do one in there. Yeah, in the let's public. do it. Let's That's, do it. Why not? We'll Why not? It out. Yeah man. So Ming Chen, the boss doesn't come in all the time, guys. That's exciting. I
3: I walked into the other studio to tap up to tap us off on these beers. These Ross Brewing Company (laughs) beers. And he was there. I'm just like, All right. I
0: don't
3: know what to do with myself right now. Are you short round?
0: I shook his hand
3: and said, "Nice to meet you." I'm with the American loser, oh, and good, I'm here. No, He's like,
2: "Help yourself, dude." Like, they've been so great to uh, us, man. I, I love it. It's a, again, it's a ride to come to this.
3: I just wasn't expecting to see him. No, no. It, it <laughs>
2: threw me for a loop. That's uh, it's exciting, man. We'll get you in another episode too when him and Michael come in and hang out and guest. But uh, here's the uh, that's the first legendary story. 70 miles in the wrong direction. Oops. Okay, completely screwed that one up, and that's not. We may have traveled seventy miles coming here today. All right, and that was in a car, and that still took an hour and a half. Right. Uh, imagine doing that on a horse and buggy. <laughs> I bet
1: yep. That's asleep like for that, the whole that's thing. sleeping it off. Waking that's a up. blackout, and the horse knew the way. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it just kept going. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm kind of surprised the horse kept going.
2: That's that's
1: that's what horses do. Jesus take the wheel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and um, here's the other wildest one. This one is half hilarious, half heartbreaking. Oh, no. um, She arrives back in Deadwood uh, with one of her two daughters. Okay, now neither child's father is known. One was put up for adoption immediately, and Dad, you know how bad of a situation that is. You know, should be lemon laws on adoption. If you ask (laughs) me, that's (laughs) Uh, that's the man who owns one. Exactly two. Um, One was put up for adoption immediately. The other one arrived back in Deadwood with Jane. Jane arrives in town, says, "Hey, this is my daughter." And she goes, I want us to do a – can we do a benefit show at the theater here uh, in order to raise some money for my daughter? I want to make sure that she's getting educated at this one Catholic school, but it's over in Sturgis. I don't have the money. Guys, I've always been a good person here in town. I'm you know, the unofficial mayor, if you will.
1: Helped out with the smallpox outbreak. Yeah, and...
2: saved you from the wagons. I blew half of you. Um, <laughs> That's <it's>, right. <laughs> so uh, Calamity Jane goes ahead, and uh, they start doing this benefit show for her and it's at a local theater raises a ton of money all right and they pay her back and they're like wow your daughter's going to get to go to this catholic boarding school in uh, sturgis until jane spends the majority of the money she made for the benefit
1: getting loaded in the saloon that Ah. night that night right oh yeah she She, drank the she drank the benefit
2: yeah drink uh, that was called drinking your paycheck pretty much yeah she was doing that um now uh you want to talk about drunken mistakes uh, Jane marries a man named Clinton Burke you don't marry a Burke unless uh, you're Burke. making mistakes <laughs> yeah. so. I can't go right
3: have you guys done the Ancestry.com to make sure that you're
2: <laughs> <laughs> well um, it, yeah. it's always interesting too because Clinton Burke is from now Burke as a last name is like Smith in Ireland that's what we found out
1: right um, my dad's famous line was this there's two different kinds of burks there's royalty burks and then there's sheep stealers and you got to figure out which one you're dealing with Uh-oh. right now I, uh,
2: <laughs> the truth burks i kind of wonder what uh the tr- <laughs> he had to sneak in there <laughs> well this uh clinton burke was from texas and then uh the two of them get married and they wanted to spend some time out in boulder colorado uh they also owned a small ranch over in montana uh on the yellowstone river of all places but uh her fame is still the subject of uh, these newspaper magazines and these dime store novels, which makes her a star attraction as a storyteller. Now she's already hanging out with Wild Bill Hickok. You think there's another? Is there another Bill about to come into her life? Kahuna, I see you found it on Wikipedia.
0: There's a certain Bill named Buffalo Bill.
2: Now I believe Buffalo Bill said, uh, "Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me." So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Goodbye, horses. <laughs> I hate you because that's going to be stuck in my
2: head (laughs) for the car ride home. Wrong, Uh. Buffalo Bill. This is Buffalo Bill Cody who has a Wild West show. And Kev, this really is almost like um, there's vaudeville popping off at the time. There's these uh, this traveling Western show. These were all things that get borrowed into what winds up becoming professional wrestling. Hundred percent. So you add a little bit of carnival flair to it, and that's that's the recipe, brother. You got
1: the circuses, you got the Wild West shows, Mm -hmm. you've got you know the P.T. Barnum aspect of this whole thing, and a lot of these uh, famous Western um, personalities are now trying to make a buck off of uh, what happened uh, 30 years ago.
2: Very true. Now, um, she's during these, you know, Wild West shows. She's a storyteller. She's just going out there and she's telling her own bullshit. That's great. She's doing material. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, she's a, she's a comic.
1: But she also, also has her her dime, uh, not what they call dime novels. In other words, these little pamphlet mm-hmm. uh, softcover um Pamphlets that she was selling at the same time, so she's trying to make a make a buck off of it's her. It's called merch. Life. Yeah, she's merch. merch. She's selling <laughs> merch. She,
3: she had the merch table at the that's, end. Of that's <laughs> that.
1: right. Absolutely. Yeah, thirty dollars for a
2: t-shirt. Uh, thirty yeah, for a right. f-
3: uh, flat brimmed hat. Uh, <laughs> Twenty five for a combo.
2: It's a <laughs> uh, But she's depressed. She's drinking as bad as she's ever been drinking at this point. Now Jane returns to the Black Hills in 1903. And continues working for her friend Madame Dufrain, though no longer as a working girl anymore.
1: She's yeah, she old. was also in the uh, the uh, Pan American Pan American Games, yeah. uh, not games, but the Pan American uh, Exposition. She played short stuff from in Buffalo, but uh, which was a, a major league thing. But uh, she's really at the at the end of the trail here too, with her drink and everything show. else. And she's actually fired from that because. Uh, you know, she's not showing up, or just she's she's a drunk. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I thought she got fired because they didn't have a blowing competition. No. <laughs> no. Uh,
2: another bit I can't do on this show, um, but uh, <laughs> only Kev would appreciate that. Uh, you, you too, Dad. You've seen it before. Kahuna doesn't come out to my shows because he doesn't support me. He only hangs out with me when I pay him to. Uh, um, <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the Kahuna, by the way. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Everybody, it, people fall in love instantly when they're here on the show, man. It's. Um, but uh, like we said, she returns to the Black Hills. Her drinking has reached another level, and she becomes seriously ill on a train ride to Sar- uh, Terry, South Dakota. Now, um, the train arrives in Terry, and the conductor literally carries her almost unconscious body off there. The bartender uh, at the, the bar that they bring her into gets her a hotel room. Okay? And uh, she dies on August first, nineteen 1903, at age 51— of inflammation of the bowels and pneumonia
1: yeah there again that's really not concrete evidence as to what exactly did she die from because there's a number of autopsies yeah. yeah tough to do autopsies and what they were calling for back then and what we're calling it today or what exactly it really was who knows but yeah inflammation of the bowels and pneumonia probably a pretty good start with uh you know chronic drinking problems from a lifetime of uh bosom
2: well there's a uh, a line mm-hmm. that i heard once used to describe uh when uh, a famous person passed away i can't remember which one it was but a, a chronic substance abuse problem and they said uh, oh so and so died and uh you know somebody just goes well they actually it was uncle paulie that said he goes well they spent enough time working on it so
1: <laughs> right right
2: <laughs> but um yeah jane's now dead age 51 uh and her she's taken back to deadwood And her funeral is this morbid curiosity. So there's people that like her and remember, and then there's Deadwood's getting civilized at this point. It's a real town again. So uh, the morbid curiosity floods the churches, okay, the the church that her funeral is at, and there's people marching down to bury her in Boot Hill. Now, what's Boot Hill? Just in 10 seconds or less, Dad.
1: Uh, Boot Hill is the. Corpor's grave, if you will. Um, that's the city cemetery. That's why where, it's
2: a status symbol to own your plot, right? You know? Right. Otherwise, right. you're getting we're going to throw you in the dirt. Right. Um, but uh, she gets buried. Um, they take her down towards Boot Hill. But her request from the uh, the Black Hill Pioneer Society, who understood her contributions to the town, they honored her request to be buried next to Wild Bill Hickok, like we said. And the two of them are buried next to each other in Deadwood, South Dakota.
0: I thought, you, earlier in the show, you said that his uh, his friends decided to play a posthumous joke on him by burying her next that, to him. That depends on who you talk to, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were making that up. Nope. And apparently that turns out to be true. A hundred percent So true. I'm reading this, I, like, I follow, whenever we do the show, I always follow along on Wikipedia to kind of stay on track. But I, d- I didn't expect to see that, so I'm like, oh no, he was telling the truth.
2: Yep, they, uh... <laughs> Just to mess with her. I hope right. my friends play jokes like that on me when I'm gone. Here's the the, the example I'm going to try to use, and I, I hope this pop culture reference will hold up. Oops. Remember Wayne's girlfriend from Wayne's World? Yes. Yes. Imagine if, as a joke, they buried her next to Wayne. Oh, oh my! Wayne. God. <laughs> I don't even own a gun, <laughs> Wayne. I realize why I've been so moody lately. I'm pregnant, <laughs> um, but. Oh my God. She's dead now. She's buried next to what she had alluded to being the love of her life. Kuhn just pulled up a picture of her uh, next to the grave there, or while Bill was buried first.
0: <laughs> Joke's on you, lady. You're there in a
2: few years. That's a, <laughs> a rare photo of Jane wearing a dress, too. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And
0: smiling.
1: Yeah, and a lot of that, I, I found some references, to that there's most of the pictures of her, she's in men's clothing, but... Um, it was, whether that was like a publicity type of a thing or whether she was uh-huh. truly uh, wearing wearing dresses on her own accord is as uh, another side of that whole mystery. Are you mystery. telling
2: me that we can't really tell what was real and what was fake with I mean, this lady? Well,
1: right from the get-go, yeah.
0: There are two things I notice about this photo, too, that's kind of bugging me out. One, uh, well, she's going to end up there in a few years anyway. So, And then two from what everything we've talked about with Calamity Jane is that like she's her own publicist like she's she's nuts when it comes to that stuff like she'll make up the stories and embellish wasn't it a huge deal to take pictures back in the day? So behind this photo is just like a huge setup of
2: like... That's a good point. That's a
3: great point. Yeah. And the fact that she's posing, And she's too. posing yeah.
0: and smiling, which I don't yeah. think I've ever seen in like an old photo.
2: Which you have to stand still very, very long and you know, like, for this uh, photo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but
1: by this time, though, by the 19... Up. By 1901, 0- 0- 02, or whenever this was taken. She, she died in 1903. Um... Yeah, you know, it's it's not like civil war time where they're no, actually it's... having a headrest for you to yeah. to not move. Your you ta- industrial the revolution has taking... taken place. Right, you're right. good to go there. Yeah,
2: some yeah. point.
3: Smarter than us, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you what. Uh, she's dead now. She's buried next to you know her boyfriend. And uh, but what's interesting is that she's such a good bullshit artist that the stories about her are still getting printed. Magazines are running art Magazines are starting to come out around this time. The dime store museums now have dime store novels, like you were saying too, Dad. That she is a regular feature, and because what a what writer wouldn't love a premise like that? Oh, the lady cowboy.
1: Yeah, and and the uh, the dime novels were just generating one after the other. They would take the same story and slap a different color color was a big thing They would put the uh, at least the cover of these dime novels in a, in a color mm-hmm. to, to draw attention to it um or they would just change the cover on the same old story and re-release it over and over and over again and they're still making money on this whole thing but you know people are eating this stuff up so it's uh it's the uh the shop the shopper uh rags that you see at the checkout counter that uh you know that that's really what it was it's for the common person the, the lowbrow uh, reader low brow, the, the lowbrow reader people well
2: yeah. what what's the next thing that's about to come you got the radio that's about to pop up she so can have uh, the serials on radio of which she was a regular on um, and then there's the uh, the other new exciting invention television and the talkies right so got a lot of stuff coming on over here jane has been played she's got like she becomes a mainstay for tv and movie westerns that's how i heard about her which she was always mentioned because i like yeah westerns i mean
1: even after up. her death her oh, yeah. her legend just grew bigger and bigger and bigger like kev said she sounds like a pro wrestler
2: right. that's th- you're not gonna hang on what, what'd you say your name was again? my name is captain chaos <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. huh why are you driving the super um but uh, Jane becomes a mainstay on the TV and movie westerns, uh, and most of these decide that they're going to follow a less accurate and more kind of a mythical or mystical presentation of Calamity Jane. So some of the actresses that have portrayed Calamity Jane would include Catherine O'Hara, Kevin McAllister's mom from Home Alone, all right? uh, Ellen Barkin, a uh, very attractive woman, uh, Jane Alexander, a very attractive woman, Angelica Houston, yeah. no comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jane Russell, um, who was, who was uh, certainly a smoke her oh, She yeah. was gorgeous. Yeah. She was she was the brunette Monroe. that They would cast the right. two of them together, Absolutely. I think, sometimes. If you wanted to have, do blondes really have more fun? I have a theory on that. Um, and then uh, Jean Arthur, uh, as Kahuna pointed out, Yvonne DiCarlo of the Munsters would ah. portray her. Uh, another person that would uh, portray her would be Frances Farmer, okay? Who will be an episode of this show? I, her story is so fascinating. Uh, Coons, are you a Nirvana fan? Mm. Okay, Mm-mm. Kev, little oh, see? All right, there's a Nirvana song called uh, "Frances Farmer Will Have Her Revenge," and uh, she was um, a beautiful young starlet who then got uh, uh, forcefully taken to a psychiatric facility and had a forced lobotomy done on her. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild stuff. but uh, And then most famously, obviously, uh, she was played by Robin Weigert on the HBO classic show Deadwood. Now, Deadwood gave her the most accurate portrayal. It wasn't historically accurate, but they did play her up. Now, This is where the contrast comes in. I left the one name out that I know you're waiting for, Dad. Hmm. I know you're waiting. Um the one name I left out here is – so Robin Weigert's uh, Calamity Jane on Deadwood is accurate. She's gruff. She's wearing the men's clothes. She's a drunk. She's farting and burping in people's faces. Sexy. She's covered in dirt. She curses – her like, she curses poetically right, on that right, show. Right. It is, oh, so she uh, is from New Jersey. Well, there. <laughs> <laughs> there's one episode of uh, Deadwood where her only line of dialogue is that uh, she's passed out on her horse on the outskirts of town that she went to get a drunk on or whatever. And uh, she's passed out on the horse, and someone rides past her, and she just pops up and just goes, Cocksucker! <laughs> <laughs> and that's her entire line for the entire episode. It's It was just so good. But she gives us, like, kind of a more uh, true-to-spirit version of uh, uh, Calamity Jane here. Now, if you want to take that in a hundred and as far removed from a rough-looking chick here, Dad, is there a certain blonde, gorgeous,
1: just... Dime piece was the the heartthrob of the fifties, yeah, and and later into the sixties, yeah. To me personally, I think the the uh, pinnacle of absurdity for um, female characters to play Calamity Jane's role would be uh, in a nineteen fifty three musical <laughs> with Doris Day. <laughs> I mean, this chirpy little blonde uh, is now playing this. Uh, hell-bent-for-leather, uh, you know, Calamity Jane character that Doris Day, really? You're going to put Doris Day as a Calamity Jane? I don't think so.
2: It's a... Well, not for nothing. If Doris Day was blowing guys at an army base...
1: <laughs> there <laughs> would be a line I, three miles I would forward. have heard about it. So.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, Cohen's pulling up the photos. It, it's literally... It's almost like... Um, like a fantasy for a guy, you know, where it's just a, a beautiful woman as this like tough frontiers woman kind of a thing, and a coon is going back and forth between the Doris Day photo of her and like the buckskin looking like Davy Crockett. I'm gonna, and, I'm, gonna,
3: and, I'm gonna have an epileptic seizure right now. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, you got to feel like, like th- that that depiction of Calamity Jane has just got to be to self.
2: I guess take it. Oh, totally. Why, why sure, wouldn't right? it sell? Yeah. Dorstay was one of the biggest stars of her day. One hundred percent. You got a great story that hasn't been told yet in a motion picture. So you're going to go with it. And again, they so, made it a musical too. Yeah. So right, yeah, I musical. Mean, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 I so killed like, some engines, sucked some dick, doo <laughs> Yeah. So I don't think and people. And
0: I woke up on my horse and screamed <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> people suspended their disbelief for that one, probably. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. my. I'll tell you what. Right now, if you wanted to make a fantasy movie for me involving Calamity Jane, and I was Bill Hickok, uh, I would want to be Bill Hickok, and my Calamity Jane would be none other than Carrie Underwood. That's where I'm going, guys, all right? Every the night... country singer? Oh, yeah, Sunday Tony Romo's ex? Tony Romo's ex. Why would you ruin that? why are you doing this
0: to
3: me, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, listen I talk things out to
2: remember who people are <laughs> so I had no idea who Carrie Underwood was so I started talking okay. well no no worries on that one dude hey uh, I'll tell you what though uh, we're getting ready to wrap up your LP do you have anything else you want to throw in real quick no I think that's uh, pretty much covered we hammered uh, that one we're going to be right at our 90 minute mark which means we only went over by a half hour guys <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh-huh. I know who I'd cast as Calamity J that's what I want to throw I'm excited right back we haven't been doing it as diligently as we should but this is a regular segment on the show from here on out is casting couch. Who you got, buddy? <laughs> All
0: right. So I'm not going for the 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 door stay approach, which is just take someone beautiful and insert them into a legend. Well, not to say. She might be beautiful to some. If you say
2: Caitlyn Jenner, I'm off this podcast. No no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm going to go Melissa McCarthy. Her, oh, dude. Yeah, you made a comedy with... Yeah. If you made a comedy with Melissa McCarthy as Calamity Jane... Uh, I would watch that in a heartbeat. I think that would be a funny movie.
0: I think that'd be great. Who would yeah. you who would you cast in this comedy
2: as Wild Bill Hickok? That's a good a Bill Hader. Oh my god! Because the man can't do anything wrong. He's our he's our second coming of Bill Murray. There's nothing they're bad in. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm about it. So let's let's uh, let's let's talk after this. Let's get this made. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: into it. LP, you did some great research on this one, man. Thank you so much for breaking down the Jack McCall thing, explaining Wild Bill. Uh, and we didn't burn... and we, we gave enough info without burning future episodes here. So if, you got, if this episode does well, we'll look into doing a couple others. Um, that being said, Kev, Royal Rumble predictions. Talk to me.
3: All right. So you got two Royal Rumble matches,
2: right? <laughs> Female Royal Rumble... Are You really asking for this? No, uh, well, no, 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 no. We don't have to do this. We don't do this here. Let's wrap it up. But you have a great podcast, man, that I enjoy. I like being a guest on. I also listen to it. So love that that. shit. So why don't you tell the listeners where they can? If you guys like professional, even if you're not a a current fan of the product, and you just like the old school days, these guys talk about both enough that it's enjoyable.
3: We we talk about everything um, from the 80s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s to today. We've had guests like McFoley, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Um, All right, you don't need to show off. I'm just trying to throw these people. I'm very I, jealous of Jericho. I, I don't. Know. I don't necessarily know if this audience translates to wrestling, so I just want to throw that no, out it's there. It's definitely a shared so, universe. That's a good point, my <laughs> man. Pots and pans. But shiningwizards.com. Shiningwizards.com. Uh, just check us out man we hope uh, listen thank you guys so much yep. and this was great Kahuna thank you everyone
2: here thank you no problem thank
0: also you. just for a disclaimer it's shiningwizards.com not grandwizards.com not grandwizards.com
2: it'll <laughs> <laughs> take you to a very nope, different website nope, or imperial nope. wizards and, and yeah. they can find you on twitter and instagram correct
3: yeah uh, wizards podcast on twitter at wizards podcast on instagram and uh where can they follow you friend at kevin garifo on twitter it's silly i don't know how to change it uh, <laughs> at uh at shining wizards kevin on uh instagram so
2: very cool, man. Appreciate it very much, man. No, buddy, you're one of my all great right. friends in this world. So it was a very honored to have you come on the show finally. So thank you for that. It was great. Um, I hope I uh, hope I did well. Well, you're so. coming back. I hate to tell you. Yeah. All right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you're in uh, trouble again. Thank you to uh, our sponsor over at Ross Brewing, uh, Navisync IPA, Dad. If you're signing good off, stuff. good you stuff. You like the West Tremendous Coast IPA. I'm on my sixth cup. That's <laughs> <laughs> we weren't counting. I never finished my first cup. So anytime Kevin got up, I would hand him a half a beer to have him fill it back up. So I lost track, too. Don't Lord, worry. let Calamity Jane take the wheel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now we're, uh, we're going to get the hell out of here, Hopefully
1: we won't be 70 miles beyond our exit on the way home. Oh, God. Any traffic, we're going to have to get out of the car and ah. pee in Ziploc bags. Should oh, my God. To...
0: That scene alone with Melissa McCarthy and, Jay- and Bill Hader would just be worth it. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm going to write this now and hope to I'm God. I'm okay with you doing it, buddy. <laughs> I'm to for... make
0: it like Blazing Saddles. I just want a special yeah. thanks. Funny.
2: Special thanks is all I
0: ask. For. I got you. I and, got you. And a walk-on
2: role. It's a, or just, you know, Carrie Underwood's phone number. Whatever you come <laughs> up with first. But, I got you. Oh, she'll play... Uh, she could play... Uh, the madam. Yeah, D- uh, Dora? Dufresne. Dufresne, yeah. So, not bad on that one, man. So, I think we're sitting on a couple of gold mines here. But that being said, guys, Mike and Ming, thank you so much for taking care of us here. Uh, Shared Universe Studio, you guys make this happen. You really do. It's fantastic. If you guys like the show, it's America Loser Podcast on Instagram. Uh, and if you really like us, uh, the, the best way to help us out... We're giving you all this shit for free, all right? My father's retired. I make him write a research paper once a week. <laughs> really? Absolutely. He's getting ready to go down to Florida, spend a little time with, uh, you know, he and my mother like to go down there and spend their winters. Uh, well-earned, too, all right? But South Beach Larry is returning. <laughs> Which is great for him. However, we're not going to have LP on for a couple of weeks here. So, guys, what I ask of you is if you like the show, uh, again, it's all for free. Just leave us a written review over on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. It helps build us up in the rankings. We're trying to do that. I don't want to charge for the show, okay? Uh, but it does cost me money to do this every week. And if you guys like it, that's all I'm asking for right now. So do me a favor. And uh, if you feel like checking me out on uh, Instagram or Twitter, that K.P. Burke sucks. Um, we had a listener in South Africa. I thought he was a really nice guy. And then he unfollowed me. So we're going to have to do what we do there. And we're finally getting listeners in Ireland, Dad. So the All home right. country's finally proud of All you. All right. Okay? And, uh, which is ironic because the Burks were asked to leave Ireland. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much. This was a great episode. Coons thanks for everything you do, brother. And, guys, that was Calamity Jane, American Loser.
0: An American Loser.